Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and or good night, and welcome back to another episode of Metaphysical Me. I'm your host, Dwayne Francis. This should be episode number four, and before I get into it, I just want to take this time to acknowledge those of you who are listening, first of all, and to say thank you. Thank you for your positive support. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for your positive ratings. Since this is not monetized, it does not fill my wallet in any way, shape, or form, but it does encourage me to actually reach out and find other people who are like me. And in the last two weeks, I've met two more people who, unbeknownst to them, we have a lot more in common just based on what they were talking about or sharing at the particular time. So those two individuals I'll probably reach out to later on and have more like offline sidebar conversations, but it is refreshing knowing that some of the scary stuff that has happened to me has also happened to other people. And some of the just general, more routine, pleasant out-of-body experiences also we share in common. I met one of these individuals by accident. It was through uh, synchrony. I met this gentleman, or I reached out to him, I should say. I was getting in my car, my phone was in my hand. And I'm not sure what prompted it to turn on, but it popped open to a Facebook page. And there he is giving a, a live broadcast with both of his arms, and pardon me, his hands, around his throat, giving the universal hand signal for I'm choking or I'm being choked. So I read the group name that was on the banner of his live broadcast, and it's an astral projection group. So I knew exactly what he was talking about. I can't wait to have a follow-up conversation with him because once you have these experiences and you hold on to them, to share them becomes rather difficult. It becomes a game of show me yours and I'll show you mine or share yours and I'll share mine. And that's done to avoid judgment or being laughed at. And to openly share sometimes takes away that barrier. And that's what he did to me. And little does he know we're going to have a conversation and we're probably going to compare notes and we're going to end up laughing because some of the stuff he's experienced is almost identical to some of the things I've experienced. And he lives in the UK. So let that sink in for a second. But let me begin today's episode. This one starts on a really somber note. It was um, back in April 16th, 2017. My father-in-law had passed away. He had three ongoing medical issues that were not compatible with one another, and we lost him. My wife, unfortunately, did not get the news until she landed in St. Louis, greeted by her two sisters, who informed her that their father had passed. But I think that was part of of what may have prompted him to come visit us that day. June 10th, 2017. My wife and I both play volleyball, beach volleyball. Luckily, living in Washington, D.C., there are a set of 11 volleyball courts behind the Lincoln Memorial, properly named the Lincoln Courts. In summertime, we start playing around 9 o'clock in the morning and typically end up maybe around 4 or 5 o'clock. We want to get the games in early before the humidity and high temperatures get the best of you. So we make it home, eat dinner, and call it a night. It's about 10 p.m. We both fall asleep, and my vibrations begin. 
and I separate. Imagine yourself floating in a large, still body of water. You're on your back. Your head is tilted backwards. Your face is right above the waterline. And then your consciousness separates, sinking further away from your body, away from the waterline. You separate, but instead of it being water, it's intergalactic space. You see millions of stars, comets, other galaxies, and you're just floating. You're able to see your body above you as you fall away from it. But you fall into this realm that's not liquid-based. It's not your mattress or box spring. You're in a different realm. And this is where it begins. I go to sleep, I vibrate, I fall out of my body, I'm in the mattress, I'm in the box spring, I'm between the floor and the box spring, but I'm in space. I could see my head, I could see my eyes closed, and I could also see these two individuals approaching me from behind my head. But they're tiny, but I can make them out. One of the gentlemen, I don't recognize, but he resembles Stan Lee from Marvel Comics. The other was my recently deceased father-in-law. I'm shocked. I observe them observing me and my wife, but mainly my wife, but then they pivot to observe me. I'm looking at them with my astral body, my astral eyes, but they can't see me. They're more fixated on my physical body, looking up. As I'm looking up at them, they're looking up at physical me. The Stanley doppelganger looks to my father-in-law and says, well, there he is. My father-in-law, named Ken, asks Stan, can he hear us? I distinctly remember him asking this as I tuned in more, assuming that he's about to wake me up for some reason. Stan replies, right now, no, but you could probably wake him up. My deceased father-in-law, I was totally unaware that part of his personality is of him being a trickster. Somehow, a champagne bottle appears in his hand. I distinctively recall it said Moet, but I couldn't see the bottle as it was encased in a golden sleeve with a zipper. I've never seen one of these before, even working in the restaurant industry. I didn't believe these things existed. Sleeves for champagne bottles? They usually go in buckets of ice is what I was thinking. Ken proceeds to shake up the champagne bottle, places it by my ear, and lets the cork loose. I instantly snap back to my body, awake, alert, looking around, and laughing. Because that S was funny. I sit up in bed, and I replay what just happened in my head multiple times. Ken, and some man who looks like Stan Lee, came into my house, looked at me from underneath my bed, and popped a champagne bottle by my right ear. The next morning, I wake up and I give my wife the full story of what happened last night. And she accepts it, gave positive words of encouragement, and we go about our day. About two weeks later, I find myself at a local wine store. I pick up the usual, a couple of beers, some red wine, some white wine. And on the way out the door, or by the cashier, I happen to glance over. And there, staring at me, 
is the exact same champagne bottle my father-in-law, Ken, had popped in my right ear. The people standing behind me in line are looking at me like I'm looking at a ghost, asking me to go to the next checkout counter. I take a second to double-check this champagne bottle, and it is exactly what I thought I saw in my dream. So, of course, I had to buy it. I bring the bottle home, I chill it, explain to my wife, this is what exactly what I saw, very pretty bottle. It's a golden sleeve with a zipper on the back. Never seen anything like this before. We enjoy the champagne. End of story. Fast forward a few years. I'm having multiple out-of-body experiences and still somewhat closeted about this entire thing. Not sure about what I'm experiencing. And we find ourselves on our usual family vacation in St. Louis. I share with my mother-in-law, Ken's wife, what I've been experiencing. And I share this story with her. She's amazed and chuckles and gave me positive confirmation that that is something that her husband would have done. I did not know he had a history of popping champagne bottles at chandeliers attempting to break the crystals in the chandeliers on the ceiling. That wasn't a big deal, and I wasn't surprised. But then we walk into her office, and she breaks out the photo album. Immediately, she turns to a couple pages deep, knowing where all the family photos are. And right in front of my face, I point to the man who I saw in my visions. I ask, who's that? She explained, that's Harold. That was Ken's best friend. He died in 2003. I froze. But it all made sense now. Harold and Ken were longtime best friends. It only made sense that a veteran of the afterlife would act as an usher to his best friend in the afterlife, or the astral, bringing him to somebody he wanted to see, which was his daughter, and his son-in-law, who didn't get a chance to say goodbye. The champagne bottle I've kept, it still remains on display in my wine cabinet. What I've learned from this experience is that my abilities aren't just simply out of body. There's a lot of overlap between the astral, the future, and the present which makes it a little bit hard to decipher all when you're not sure where you are. But thank you once again for listening. Metaphysical me, until next time.